Lounge for sale. Lounge, lounge. Lounge for sale. Lounge, lounge. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Oh, no. Yeah, what we have here is a little bit of chaos. Um, I'm friends with one of the producers, Nadine Rajabi. Um, I became friends with her early on because I just wanted to, to, to say, hey, you did a great job with the show. Way back in 2013 is, where it f is when it first aired. And I just wanted to say, oh, it's cool. It's a cool show. It'll never stay on. Good shows never last. But this one did. This one, this one hung on. So far, so good. Yeah, it just keeps going. Uh, and it gives me a chance to watch episodes. So after all those years, because I wasn't really familiar with the show until about 2017, I'd say. I got him hooked. Yep. I showed quite a few friends this show, and I had about a 20% uh, rate of people who are actually entertained by it. A lot of people play it off like a, like it's some kind of reality show. Well, it is a reality show, but it's not scripted as much as the other ones. I had the opportunity to meet some cast members when I was on vacation in Fort Lauderdale, and I grilled uh, Ben Robinson real hard on that. I said, hey man, what's going on? Is it real? Is it scripted? And he says that it's real, but there are some suggestions that take place. And there are some more secrets that I won't reveal. That's obvious. People pretty much got that, you know. But the show is about 90% real. And I don't tune in exactly for the drama, but I tune in because that the places that they go to are absolutely phenomenal. But right now they're in France on the Mediterranean. Sometimes they, they sneak up and they're near Italy. Um, the, the most beautiful city is, um, is in Greece. So uh, they're coming up on that now. It looks like they might be heading towards Greece, but um, they've had a couple charters, and it looks like it's a pretty interesting show so far. Yeah, so far so good. Uh, and makes when I watch these people on the boat and they watch them prepare, like so much work gets put in each episode when they're about to have like a party on the yacht. It just I just think about like uh, kind of being in the shoes of like a I guess a passenger on the boat and just it, it makes me when I watch these episodes it makes me want to like man I really want to get on that boat and have a great time right? just like everyone else yeah yeah I know right it's just uh it, it always looks like it's a blast yeah yeah so we have we have it playing right here in front of us here so we're able to give you a a, a line by line recap so we have Zhao and we have Hannah who used to hate each other and this season they like each other they're cool they're uh, cohesive, they're working together, everything's cool, and uh, nothing brings people together like a common hatred. So everyone agrees that this girl Mila is ruining the guest's dinner and, and some of the, and, and, and kind of putting their tip in jeopardy here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm still learning to get to know the cast. Um, I never really know, like, uh, who said what? Who, who's, uh, who's honest and who's not? So I'm still trying to keep up with the. Uh, kind of just watch these uh, these conversations and just see what happens. So I'm still learning each episode. Yeah. So we're in Antibes, France. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And in this particular scene here, now I'd like to show you guys it, but we don't have rights to the show. So if you check back on the episode, you'll be able to see it. And for, for most of you, you guys are following it anyway. So check it out. So 
one thing is for sure, these people work hard and they play even harder. <laughs> yep. Um, they have, after they work uh, 18 to 20 hour shifts a day, uh, sometimes the captain lets them go off. We had Captain Lee let them go hang out together. Um, in this situation, it's Captain Sandy, and I don't think she's ever restricted the crew, but there's been a few moments where Captain Lee's been like, you all don't get to go out. You all, you were bad. You didn't work as hard as you could have. Therefore, no playing at the nightclubs. Yeah, I've actually, with Captain Sandy, I've actually have, uh, with some of my podcast subscriptions I listen to at work, she actually has appeared as a guest on some of oh, no way. episodes, and she was kind of talking about her backstory before being on the show, and how she almost had some, I guess, near-death experiences out on the, out in the waters. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the story off my hand, so you'd have to probably look up her story, but uh, she's gone through a lot to reach this point with her life, and uh, she's definitely, I can kind of tell that she's very honest and uh, means business all the time. Oh, yeah. she takes everything very seriously. I and think Cap is full of passion. Yeah, Captain Sandy. I think uh, she does a great job. And um, at first, she came off a little bit uh, easygoing, and she was talking about the naps, and she's talking about I love the toys, I love the banana. You gotta go and play in the toys, and if anyone wants to nap, they can go take a nap anytime. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, that doesn't seem very captain-like. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she really grew uh, into her role, which is good to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Anastasia is the third stew. And if you look at the the uh, one of the main covers from Below Deck, she's in a chef uniform. And that just kind of lets you know that some some changes take place. Uh, for those of you who didn't watch last Monday, uh, she was fired and it was crazy because she's a third student. Like she says in the episode, she's supposed to be cleaning bedrooms and taking orders. She's not supposed to have the galley all to herself. Um, that That's reserved for somebody who's been to chef training, has experience, but they're gonna give her a try, and I won't ruin it yet. Let, let's watch it. We're kind of watching. We're on the beginning of episode uh, three now. I just wanted to cue it up so that we can catch up to it here. Give you a good, give you a good recap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that right now on the screen, I see uh, Mila is the chef. I see a random disco ball in the box there. <laughs> random disco ball. Where is that? Uh, it was on the counter. Oh, it is? Okay. They, they cut away. Yeah. Each time my points on how can you look, it gets cut away <laughs> so you don't see it. There was, there was just no big deal, but Alec Baldwin was on the ship as a guest, and every time um, Ryan saw him, he'd get my attention. He'd be like, yo, Lawrence, check that out. And I'd look, and just as I looked, it would flash to the next thing. So the yeah. editing is really quick on this. It's super quick. Yeah, you still yet have to see Alec Baldwin, and, and maybe hopefully you'll catch him this time, but it'll probably still not happen in some way. <laughs> yeah. So we have Dr. Jennifer Berman on right now, and she's on for the second time. The first time, she was absolutely hilarious with Captain Sandy. Uh, she is the va vaginal rejuvenist. So she helps, it's self-explanatory. I think you got it. But, um, and also she's big on the sex toys. So I won't get into that too much, but 
that's Captain Sandy's friend. Yeah, that's probably stuff you probably should uh, see the episode for, because I don't know if we want to spoil everything that yeah. happens. You gotta see it. I yep. would recommend checking out the episode. Yep. So I've come to grow on liking Hannah, because it seemed like she was really abrasive before, and it, it seemed like when people messed with her a little bit, she sunk her fangs in, and she's a little bit like Kate Chastain, but I think that now that we're seeing her kind of level off as a chief stew and kind of figure out how people are and um, and see how people uh, react to how she is, I think she uh, she shows us all that she's come a long way and uh, she uh, she's a good boss, I would say. She's good to these, these girls. Anastasia and Aisha? How do you say that word, Aisha? I would guess that, or Aisha. Aisha, or I think it's Aisha. Yeah, I, I mean, I, this is my first time seeing her, so I would guess yeah. that. One of the things that um, came on the first couple episodes was homophobic comments from Mila, and um, Travis was having none of it. Travis is like, hey, I've got friends that are gay, and you can't, you can't trash them. You shouldn't trash them. Why would you trash the people? Uh, it's how they're born. So, mm -hmm. um, also, who else can we talk about here? Colin makes a return. The rapper, Colin, he seems out of his element this season a little bit, but for the most part, uh, the New Yorker, Colin, he, uh, he's doing his thing. I can't see him in yachting too much more. It doesn't seem like he's super interested in it. It just seems like something he's he's done for a few seasons, maybe to escape the, the stressful life in, in New York City. Yeah, Jack. Uh, yeah, he looks like a surfer. <laughs> Jack, he's from yeah. California. Jack is like a it, surfer dude. It's the hair and the beard. The hair get, the hair does it every time. He's got like... More like a fuzz of a facial hair, but yeah. Kind of like a Matthew McConaughey. A little bit. I try to think of celebrities who have facial hair like that. I keep thinking of Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, he's so, used to. So he then, I, to, then yeah. I have to just not focus on actors and try to think of like I don't know athletes, I guess. And I uh, then switch to Chris Bryant from the Cubs. Yeah. So I, and that's kind of what I'm going for too myself. Chris so. Bryant. Yeah. Yeah, I try to go for that. But yeah, Jack uh, is kind of in the same boat there. But he has that California surfer hair. I think on the next episode, I'm going to get into. Uh, it was. Aisha, who was talking about the poo pushing, which I was like, hey man, um, that was better left unsaid. Yeah. You think I've so? Heard, I've heard enough of stuff, stuff. I've heard enough of that coming out of girls back in my like college uh, co ed frat days. And it's like, <laughs> come on, I don't want to. Sorority girls? Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is, though. So. Sure, sure. Sometimes you just have to try to forget about it, but it can be a challenge. Yep. So what else can we talk about? Um, Anastasia talks about how her mother was a baker and um, she picked up all her cooking skills from her mom. It's not that hard. For a lot of people, cooking just comes naturally. You put this here, you put that here. I know for a fact, Ryan, Ryan's made some amazing dishes. Yep. So we've had some good stuff together. Watching this show makes me inspired to really get into cooking like yeah. the next morning or so. Like I just get excited about it, even on those days where when I have those long work days and I'm like kind of low on energy, especially by the end of the week, like usually yeah. I'm kind of in the mood to just uh, like quickly just 
fix up food really quick and just focus on like I don't know like cleaning or or try to squeeze it in while I've got like weekend plans like visiting yeah. friends and family so I try to I'm not always in the mood to really discover and learn something new to make but this show kind of helps me really get inspired to put together a really good recipe the next day it does it does um, my two favorite chefs from Below Deck are definitely going to be Ben Robinson well first for Ben Robinson he put together some amazing things he was in a pinch a few times um, under enormous press pressure uh, one of the first things that drew me in about this show was the first season with Ben how he was giving instruction on how to make some things that you usually don't see some really really ornate dishes I thought that was really cool Mm -hmm. um, and also, they were giving facts about the boat. Uh, the boat can be completely self-sufficient. When it's out there, it can take seawater and turn it into drinkable, potable water. Yeah, I'm starting to hear about that type of technology more often, which is which is great to hear. That it, it'll uh, then you don't have, you don't have to worry about uh, you know like supplying enough water on the boat, and hopefully, like you don't go through all the uh, ice mountain water bottles for, or something like that. You, you can uh, find other ways to have stuff like that for people and not worry about shortages. Yeah. Yep. So who else? Who else have we talked about here? We have, well, Travis, I just said that he was, uh, he was not going to have that kind of discussion for Mila. So pretty much we, we got everybody here, you know, uh, Captain Sandy's so cool. Um, I'm really impressed. She escaped those pirates. I thought that was really cool. See the passengers are getting on the boat, so I'll have to point out Alec Baldwin for you. Yeah, I, I rewound it a little bit, so we're we're about halfway on uh, episode three. Mm -hmm. Here, so look at what do you notice here about like the fixtures, wow. like the handles, they're gold fixtures, and yeah, looks great. Yeah, as long as the waves are not rough, I can enjoy that. More oh. likely, the calmer the water. Do you get seasick easy? Um, I just find it disorienting when, it's, even on an airplane too, when I'm going to the bathroom. Wow. <laughs> or even when I'm on a, uh, I guess in Chicago we have a metro train or Amtrak oh, train. Oh really? That too, yeah. Even, as long as, I prefer things to be smooth in environments like that. That's just, yeah. that's just me though, but I'm pretty sure others don't get annoyed by it as much as me. But yeah, when I'm in a boat, like I want to be able to do things like that very smoothly. Like that's just cool. Enjoy the little things. Yep. I'm probably not making sense, but I'm just no, that's throwing cool. words out there. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. Um, so, the new guests have arrived. Alec Baldwin and his ladies, like Charlie's Angels, are, are on board right now. So that's pretty cool. Um, Chef Mila is on her fourth strike right now. That's four. And, and Captain Sandy doesn't get to see everything that's occurring. One of the major things that kept Mila on board is that the first charter guests for the season didn't tell Captain Sandy they were uninterested in the food or displeased in any way at all. And the guy even had a breakdown and he cried and he said, this is so good. There he is. You made this so good for me. They cut and away was, again, but Alec Baldwin has Baldwin? A, he's got a white tank top on. Okay. And he's sitting at the dining table underneath the umbrella. Okay, I have to keep, keep that in mind. Meanwhile, all of this food looks good just even yeah. out of the can. I, I eat canned. Really? Tuna. I eat canned seafood all the time. Uh, it's like a quick meal after work, after a long day. You know what's good is if you take a can of tuna and you put hot sauce in it. Oh yeah. Oh my, have you done that? I, I 
actually do, but I also like to put it in a bowl of like rice and beans and sometimes lentils too, and oh, yeah. hot sauce on top of all that. Oh, that's perfect. It's like a quick meal after home, when I get home after a long day. And usually like jardinera peppers in there too, or some sort of, or if I have fresh peppers, I chop them up and throw them in there. Yeah. And stuff like that's amazing. Sure. Uh, but my favorite canned seafood is uh, smoked herring from Trader Joe's. Is it good? It's incredible. I just know that when people start on herring, people get really, really addicted to it. Apparently it's a good fish. I've smelled it and I've been like, okay, um, <laughs> I'll take the tuna. I love I it. I know I love tuna, but. I like it all. <laughs> Alec Baldwin should be on there very I know. soon. I have to see this, because I haven't seen this old Alec Baldwin looking guy. Is yeah. that his forehead? Oh, uh, he's got a white tank top on. He's to the right. To the right. Of the table. Okay. So no, that, the food looks good. So that bike looking thing apparently can go 14 miles per hour. If you guys tune into the episode, you guys can see that uh, they're on this device. It looks like a bike, but it's sort of like a boat. Once you start pedaling, it it moves on top of the water like a bike. It's pretty cool. Yep. So I'm gonna turn the AC off here. There he is again while you walked away. No way! <laughs> Alec Baldwin keeps showing up on the TV. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Isn't that impressive, yeah? What's it called? The Sirocco? Uh, Sirocco, yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And he's not on camera yet. When I took a, I took a little cruise to St. Martin, and they had a, a blue ship. I didn't check what the name was, but it was really similar to this this crew, this little yacht here. Yep. I just wish I knew. I'd recommend if you guys ever have a chance to uh, travel the islands, St. Martin. Beautiful, a little bit, a little bit um, overpopulated on some areas, but if you get off the beaten path a little bit, uh, check out SXM Airport, where the airplanes land right on your head pretty much. It sounds bad, but if you're keeping an eye out, it's really cool, and you can, uh, you can watch the uh, airplanes of St. Martin take off and land really close, and you can feel the the wind hitting you from the jet, and it's a it's it's a once in a lifetime experience. Um, I was able to go out and, and do that. That was incredible. I didn't think I'd ever do that, but the opportunity came up. I'm always looking for new opportunities. It came up. I was like, boom, let's do it. And me and my best friend just went and checked out St. Martin. Yep. So once again, it looked like Mila's food got rejected again. Oh no. Captain Sandy is trying to hold it down, and she's she's starting to realize that she's going to have to hire a new chef, or or she realized that on someone else's resume it said that um, she had chef experience on another yacht. So Anastasia is another option here. Hopefully, by saying that her food got rejected, I'm hoping people had seen the episode already before I said that. No, no, it's it's a constant. Like every time Mila has ever prepared a meal, it has been rejected in the, uh, well, well, I should say, been rejected by Hannah because she sees it and she's like, "What is it? Why would you make tacos?" Um, the first time, the first charter guests did not have a problem. They're easily they got really lucky that the people were easy peasy and didn't have a complaint. 
Um, they must have gotten like fifty <laughs> percent off oh, or something. They cut away again. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So they're showing all the toys here. They got jet skis. They got some kind of bike flotation thing. Um, the thing I'd like to try. I like to try that uh, submarine thing where you hold on to the submarine and you go, and it takes you underwater. I guess you have to hold your breath. I keep looking at the food. Yeah. Like the grilled cheese looks amazing. It's like one of the first things I learned to make when uh, not by my parents, but yeah. on my own. You got the the bread, you, and you butter the bread, and then you put the cheese on, right? Yep. Sometimes <laughs> there's a little bit more to it, but yeah. Sometimes a little bit of uh, I can't remember if it's butter or garlic. I, I can't remember what else we put in grilled oh, cheese here. Oh, that's there. a great idea. I never thought about putting garlic on a grilled cheese. That's a I great got, idea. I gotta try it. Yeah. Me yeah. Too. Usually, if you have like garlic bread with cheese, that, that's something I want to try. I've been in a Swiss phase lately right now. Yeah. Swiss cheese is amazing. I've bought aged Swiss too, but I can't really tell the difference in taste, but it's all good to me. Yeah. So Jao is out with the vaginal rejuvenist, and he's out. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> that's a, that was Alec Baldwin. Yeah, that's him. Alec Baldwin was a guest, <laughs> or his doppelganger. Or Stephen Baldwin, or somebody related to him. Yeah. So they were out playing in the water toys, and then they show Anastasia vacuuming in the the room there. Sorry, I'm being so detailed. I'm I'm waiting for something interesting to happen here. Mm-hmm. We're trying our best while the TV is on mute. Yeah. So. One of the things I didn't understand is why Captain Sandy made them move the vessel uh, because it was too windy. I think that was a little that was a little over the top. That wasn't necessary. So they had to put the slide out, which is really hard. It takes a lot of uh, manpower. It took, takes two or three guys, all that, and then inflate it, get all the toys ready, attached to the back, and then Captain Captain Sandy said, "Oh my, it's this is really bad." The wind is picking up. It's pretty crazy. I think, why don't we have them deflate the slide and then move to another spot? Mm -hmm. And then, who was it? I think it was Jow, Jow or Jack or somebody. Somebody was like, oh my God, why is she making us do this? We just got everything set up. What is happening here? So, they reluctantly did it. And I was thinking the whole time, man, what? What a pain. I would not like that. But Captain Sandy is making those people earn their paycheck. Mm-hmm. I'm even looking at uh, Facebook comments of, like, the cast, and just I'm just curious what they're saying. It looks like uh, it's all mixed. It looks like Mila and Jack need to go. They all need to walk the plank for except for Anastasia. <laughs> J-Wow or Joel and Colin, maybe Sandy, the rest can take a hike. <laughs> Anastasia's wearing a chef's jacket in that picture she is. Um, hopefully somebody who also knows how to cook and not just open cans. <laughs> I think they're referring to this episode. <laughs> I open, well I cook and I open cans at home too. So I mean it's just. He's a good cook. He really is a good chef. Yeah, I would say the best thing I've ever made uh, is called, it's a uh, lamb curry. Uh, it came from an out of print 1970s uh, Caribbean cookbook. Right. From Time Life. Uh, and. <laughs> Wow. It, it's traditionally a Jamaican dish with meant to have goat meat in there instead, but mm. in America I have to get lamb meat instead as a alternative, and came off fantastic. And I decided to be creative and add 
rice, garbanzo beans, maybe a little bit of pepper in there too, and mm. blend it all together, and it's just incredible. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I can eat that for days. Yeah, and it smells incredible in my kitchen when I make that. It's like homemade curry, and the and the lamb is always like very tender and just incredible. Yeah, can't get enough of it. Yeah, and I've tasted your cooking. His cooking is amazing. Yes. Maybe we should do a cooking show, and we'll call it Ryan's Cooking. You get to see how messy I am, I am too, <laughs> as a cook, because my countertop and my floor can get pretty messy. Hey, all that matters is how it comes out at the end. Yeah, I'm like Swedish Chef with how messy I can be. <laughs> Swedish Chef! <laughs> I don't even remember what he does. I just remember he's really funny. Oh, is that what? <laughs> you know, with the hands and the, the muscle. Well, you can't see his eyes, but he's got the hat oh, and the mustache. <laughs> He's got the chef hat on. Doesn't he have a big nose or something? Yes. Okay, I think I know who the th- chef is now. Yes. Seated. Gentle adjustment. I'm like, mm, yes, that's the Swedish chef, yes. Yeah. I don't know. He's a great character. Yeah. So there's a hot tub made for two, and all four people are in it. And Alec Baldwin is kind of hunched out of it, and they're all they all look like they're... Uh, too many people in one spot. It kind of looks like a clown car where you have all those clowns in one car and then they all walk out. Uh, one thing I would suggest, man, if they could get a bigger hot tub, I don't understand why you'd have a 153-foot yacht and have a hot tub only for two. I think a hot tub should always be... I mean, I get it. It has to recirculate the water and everything, but I think a hot tub on a yacht should have at least room enough for five people, five minimum. Yeah, maybe more. Maybe more, yeah. And there, I feel like there has been one on the Caribbean, but uh, on this one, I don't think that they they had one that uh, that that was meant for more than two people. Catsup. We can do catsup. We can go back to the fifties if you like. I just don't want to have to end up paying Heinz fifty-seven for any rights. Oh, we do. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, I think technically they own the rights to their name of ketchup. Well, I mean, you could say tissue. You could be like Kleenex tissue. Hand me a Kleenex. You can't. Well, I mean. Technically, it's a tissue. You just can't say Kleenex. It's like Band-Aid. It's a band Boy, marketing has come a long way here because people used to say, hand me a tissue, and whatever they did, the Kleenex company got everybody to pump Kleenexes now. Cold and flu season is coming. Yeah, it is. So the other thing that came out was Mulvaney said, uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently than the Obama administration. The Obamas kept it within government rules and regulations, and now there will be foreign influence in elections from now on. Lost their mind. Have somebody say that it's the normal course of business to have other countries interfere with our election so that Donald Trump can be re-elected? That doesn't seem cool. Even if I was a Trump supporter, you'd be like, hey, fair is fair. Right? I was getting an erection, but it just didn't work out. <laughs> Don't eat that. I asked Beth to uh, help me on my diet, and every time I put a sandwich up to my face, she shouts, Don't eat that. And it reminds me to not eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so far, it works out pretty well. But it's most effective when she slaps the sandwich out of my hand. She's gone through quite a few sandwiches. <laughs> One of the things that I wanted to talk about is politics here. Get it out of the way, because the thing that... I, you love the most. Uh, no. No, it's not. Is it me? You're the thing that I love the most. You're full of shit. <laughs> so, one thing about politics that I find interesting is that it changes rapidly, and we're in a place now where you can do anything and say anything. It's like, uh, basically, it's like Monday Night Wrestling, because there are no rules anymore, and it's just people shouting at each other, and the person that shouts loudest wins. Yay! Does that mean I win? So, uh, How do you feel about that? Does that make you mad? Makes me mad. 
I'm mad. I mean, do you really think that there's no repercussions for anything that people say? I think so. I think that's where we're at right now. I think uh, Trump backpedals on a couple things, which we haven't seen, and are taking troops out of Syria is bad, but then it's, uh, well, it's not as bad what Joe Biden is doing, what Joe Biden's kid is up to in the Ukraine. Well, he admitted that that was a mistake. Um, then there's turmoil, and when they told me that Mike Pence was going to go in and uh, broker a deal. Broker thought, a deal with what? Oh, he was going to broker a ceasefire. Oh, and how did that work out? Did they cease fire? You, you, no, I don't. I I don't think they did. But uh, it was interesting because the headline was Mike Pence is going to ease tensions. Where did you go? To watch the dog. Oh, this is weird. I don't see you anywhere, but can I can hear, hear you clearly, like you're right next to me. Very strange. Let's jump into movies here. Uh, edit, into movies here. So uh, we saw something that was trending on Netflix called In the Tall Grass. We'll come back to that. Uh, do you think they sent Mike Pence to Turkey because... Why do you think they sent Pence to Turkey? Do you think it's because he knows he knows what's uh, what's really going on and he's he's really running things and Trump is just kind of left and forth to do his own thing? I see. Kind of like mean, the Bush and Cheney thing? Kind of like and also how they called Obama a puppet. I can navigate the social order of this new world, this new internet world. Can you? You know, I'm I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna be defeated, man. Yeah. Can't nobody tell me nothing around here no more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. Yeah. <laughs> can't can't nobody <laughs> insult me on the internet and ruin my day. You know, I'm I'm usually like I'm just too easy going, man. I haggled the price of the mall about a phone case that I bought. You oh, see good. my new phone case? Yeah. Okay. And did it work? Yeah. They brought it down a little bit. Yeah. He he was trying to sell me this phone case for uh, twenty five dollars. Yeah. And I got it from him for uh, $15. Okay. And I felt so bad about it. Why? Because, I mean, you know, like, if if you get a good deal, that means he made less money. Mm. So Summer House is, uh, is, is interesting because how do you even get started on a show like this? That's how right. do you convince them to ruin their vacation? To fight with each other. They must be uh, needing funds because... Um, you're gonna go on vacation. It's your one vacation out of the year, probably, in their in their lifestyle. And uh, Bravo is gonna convince you. Some producer from Bravo is gonna convince you to give up your privacy to be on some reality show. It's cool for our entertainment. It's cool, and and yeah. it, it is kind of like a let me tell you. Let me tell you how you get in the summer house. You sure, sure. Get home from work on Monday night, and you pour up some rosé. Rosé, Jose. That's literally all they do. I, it's, it's surprising that we made this episode about Summer House, and we literally didn't mention rosé once. If you watch the show, you could actually have a drinking game out of them saying the name rosé, yeah. or Lauren saying the name Carl. You'll be drunk off your ass yeah, right if away. If anybody says rosé, take a sip of rosé. Anybody says Carl, take a sip of some Carl, some hot Carl. Go, go. Okay. That's what I meant. Nuts. It's so funny, though. They're always talking about rosé, and they literally have this, like, bottle of rosé that is the size of, like, about a four-year-old. Jeez. And they're always walking around with it, putting it on their shoulder, or taking it out of the room and storming out of the room with this three-foot bottle of rosé in their arm. Yeah. And I'm taking my rosé, and I'm leaving. Was that Carl? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. It was a pretty... Was a, what do you call they should put a. Uh, they should put like a rope there so you know who won. Yeah, right. Whoever has the rope at the end has won. Trying to drive the the thought home that this show kind of lets you let your mind 
become somewhere else. You're not thinking about bills. You're not thinking about other people. Like you're not trying to see who you're going to land a deal, like a date with. I think that's the purpose of reality shows. You kind of escape your dull life and enjoy somebody else's exciting life. Right. That's interesting. It sounds like you're not surprised very often, but you were surprised by the fact that Vice President Dick Cheney had so much power and so much influence. It really was a shocking thing. Well, according to that movie Vice, if you believe everything's in it. Yeah, that's right. I forgot to add that part. Anyways, we saw the movie In the, in the Tall, Tall Grass. Grass. It's one of these Netflix horror movies based on a Stephen King novel. Oh, Stephen and, uh, King. The interesting thing that we have been, we've been watching a lot of horror movies. I yeah. think the most interesting thing that we have discovered is that corn is really, really scary. That's right. The desolation, the wonderment, the the uh, confusion when you can't get out of the, the corn. The height, the height of the corn. The have you ever corn. been trapped in a cornfield? Um... I've been trapped in a maze, but it was a maze out at the Arboretum. So was it a maze for fun? It was a maze for fun. Were you amazed? It was amazing, you might say. Apparently being stuck in the corn, it, it is quite dangerous because you can get lost quite easily from what I've heard from farm children. Children of the corn. Children of Again, the farm. Again, there's another movie about corn. That's a horror movie. Why is corn so scary? Well, I think you'd have to be on a farm on a summer night in the dark looking out onto the cornfield, you probably it probably just comes to mind that it's it's isolated and it's a perfect area for a murder. I don't know. I thought it was the pesticides and the genetically modified corn that was the terrifying part. Here's another thing I'll say a revolution about myself right now is I've always I've always gone on the what did you say? Nothing. Talk about what? Always gotta talk about yourself. I was under the impression that uh, cops were 90% white. Whoa! <laughs> Pretty much. I was under the impression that the cops were 90% honest. 10% was like 1 out of 10 that was a dishonest cop. Why would you ever think that cops... I mean, cops are... Well, I mean, I feel like I probably shouldn't say that. Because <laughs> I don't want to get arrested. But, I mean... Any, any position of authority, I feel like, has a certain amount of corruption... Oh, it's it's possible. But one of the things I did is I I put a show on called, is it called Confessions? Confession tapes. They're confession tapes. Yeah. Just as I said it, I was like, that's what it is. That's right. You, that's good. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of those people, I still think they're guilty. Yeah. Especially the first guilty. one where, um, the first episode of the confession tapes, they have two teenagers who are convicted of a murder and they're convicted on a confession tape they were showing off saying that they did it we're not sure if we're not so sure that they did it it was just they were kind of uh, put in a position where they were in a hotel room with the Canadian CIA equivalent to us in America here and the the so-called thug was trying to uh, rouse up. Uh, it was a strange way to have someone admit to something, but they were trying to get these two young teenagers to admit to something they didn't do by saying, uh, I have to know everything that happened. Tell me everything about this murder. And the two boys that were involved in it would... Um, we go ahead and they'd like show off and be like, oh yeah, we did it, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, I think the first thing that's important is that you have to believe there's such a thing, a false th- thing as a false confession in order for you to kind of buy into these stories. Sure. And I would say that, yeah, in some cases there may be a possibility that people could fall. Um, say that last sentence one more time. I think there's a possibility that some people could falsely confess. Yes. Because, um, you know, you're trapped in a hot room with no windows. You don't know what time it is. They probably don't feed you. Is what it appears from these tapes, and you know they they just ask you the same questions over and over again. And I remember reading an article about memories and how oh. like I think it's seventy to eighty percent of whatever you remember is false. You know, I've heard you say that, and I was wondering where you got that information. But I do remember that when I recounted a story from my days in the military with my friend Chris, he said it didn't happen like that. Say that one more time. Is that because he was on the CBD oil? or? Um, you know, consistently, I've been out of the military for almost 15 years now, and uh, I feel like... It's like flickering. I've been out of the military for about 15 years now, and I feel like I have some amazing, really exciting memories. I, I feel like I've accomplished a lot, and... Um, I used to volunteer all the time and help people out. Now it's all about me because I'm a millennial again. That's what I thought. I used to be a hero. <laughs> Do you want so me to that? <laughs> so, it's okay, baby. You're still my hero. Thank you, baby. I appreciate that. Oh, are we girlfriend and boyfriend out here? I don't know. Are we? We cannot be. No, I'm just saying, like, uh... I don't know, I didn't really think it through. I didn't think about it at all, either. I mean... Would, would that ruin it? Would that be like listening to a couple... Is it different if, if there's two co-hosts that are that are doing it for the show, we're all about the show, keeping the show alive, or if the two co-hosts are a couple, and you're kind of listening to a couple talk about drapery in an elevator? Well, it depends on the drapery that they're talking about, I guess, but... Turn into podcast number two, where we have... Discussions about draperies. Cue the cheesy music. Are flowers still in? Yes or hell no? Hell no. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be really hard to hide it for us. Because, like, if we do start recording something in the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, why are you two co-hosts driving in a car? What were they doing? Going to get lunch? Why are they on a six-hour road trip? Yeah. Why is there so much sexual tension between the two? And let us not forget our main goal of this podcast is once we hit about... That's mm-hmm. right. That's what would make it interesting. That that That's what would make it cool is if they don't think that we've been sem- sexually... You know, we've been sexually uh, whatever. And then uh, back to my goal. Remember, our main goal is uh, making it on to David Spade's show before it goes off the air. Can we have a season. higher goal than that? <laughs> We have made it. We've made it to Los Angeles into the David Spade studio, and he has asked us to give stand-up comedy a fast five. I a mean, tight five. I mean, and that's like banking a lot on you know David Spade's show actually making it. I really do like the show. I think Me it's kind of funny. Yeah. I just I don't think he's got the the chutzpah. It took some oomph for Beth to be interested enough to watch it, but the fact of the matter is. David Spade knows a lot of people, and his guests really carry the show. It's not David Spade's stand-up that makes it happen. It's not um, the, 
the in-between little bits that they do. It is 100% how they took, uh, what's that called, Just for Laughs? I don't know. I uh, seen what it. was Byron Allen's show where they were sitting in chairs and it was, I wish I knew. I watched it Gosh, that sounds like a funny show, Sitting in Chairs. So David Spade took yeah, It might not be night. a bad podcast name, Sitting in Chairs. Sitting in Chairs. <laughs> how about like the naked... The Naked Podcasters. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be something where people are like, huh? Sitting naked in chairs? That's why I'm thinking calling it the What the Fuck Podcast would be cool. Uh, there's got to be a What but the Fuck can't, Podcast. But you can't broadcast the F word, so we'd have to put a little asterisk where the U is. We are not using FCC rules because we are on the internet. The FCC won't let me be. You'll let me be free. I just want to see how my rap sounds on here. How does it sound, darling? It sounds like you're as white as the day is. Wait they call me white rabbit. I live in a hole. Every single day, I eat like a mole. So one thing that one anomaly that Beth discovered today is every time we say the ghost's name, the computer acts up, and the common apps don't work on her computer. She did a common math computation, and it came up with some weird alien lingo. Yeah, so I don't think it was a ghost. I think it's the aliens. They're trying to communicate. Maybe it is the ghost. It's fucking the ghost, or nobody will listen to the podcast. Well, why wouldn't they listen to the podcast <laughs> if it's aliens? Both um, of us love aliens, so you can and ghosts, so you can hear a lot about ghosts and aliens in future podcasts. I feel like we should just devote several podcasts to each of the subject matters. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. So, I'm so glad we're podcasting, by the way, because one of the things that I told Mo and with my previous podcast partner here, and I told uh, Ryan was that, you know, we all go through times of sadness, and nothing's more important than being able to laugh. You know, you just have to laugh and laugh at myself. Uh, yesterday was kind of a funky day. I was just in a weird, a weird mood. Today I woke up, I saw the sun, and my mood was a thousand percent better. And I'm like, we have to do the podcast. We can't wait anymore. Yeah, it's a nice day outside, so what is a great way to spend a beautiful, sunny, warm day, but indoors? This podcast has been brought to you by Lawrence Crystal Real Estate, Edina Realty. My managing broker is Mike Jorgensen. The address of the real estate agency is 1515 London. In Duluth, Minnesota. So if you want to come stop by, I'm in the office only about 24 hours a day. So come on and see me seven days a week. Back to Beth. Beth is going to wrap up sports for us. Beth, what did the Vikings do today? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't really follow football because it's a capitalistic sport. And Whoa! I'm really interested. Beth is a communist. She comes to us from the country of Romania. Romania. I don't or, think Romania is communist. When others communist, had communist, pictures, people had pictures of Superman and Spider-Man on their wall. Beth had a photograph of Stalin. Stalin Naked. was cool before his wife died. Was he? Oh, that's when he went nuts? I think he was. Maybe he was nuts to begin with. Yeah. I think if my history memory is correct, but I don't remember. But, I, and I am not a communist. I will not do that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm clowning around, but Beth is not a communist. Um, I think we might have to erase all of the communist talk. Hmm. Are we going to call this podcast a 15-minute quick, are we going to call this podcast a 15-minute quick catch-up? 
15 minute quickie. Oh, how about that? 15 minute quickie. And plus, that'll make it so that unsuspecting people will click on it from fucking uh, Pornhub and they'll they'll be like, oh, 15 minute quickie. Okay, and they'll click on it and they'll be like, oh, a podcast. And they'll be like, oh man, well, you know, they were so interesting. Bravo TV planted Mila and it's like a, a huge scandal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what the outcome will be with Mila going forward, whether or not she's going to be demoted or be removed. I'm not really sure what's going to happen going forward with her. And now they're making a dish that didn't really interest me that much because the fish... I'm not sure what it is, but the fish looked very raw on the dish, and, and that is something I would not eat because I don't trust raw seafood. Well, what was on there was tuna fish. Tuna fish, yeah. So... So the tuna fish was um, was raw, and it's usually prepared that way. And that's just that's just how they do it, you know. In delicacy, and in, in uh, restaurants where like steakhouses here in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, that tuna fish is is uh, is sometimes raw, and it, it's okay. It's, there's no laws broken for that. It's just mm-hmm. you just gotta trust that there's nothing weird about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes buy tuna steaks at the grocery store, at Trader Joe's especially, and yeah. usually you have to cook them. You can't oh, you defrost do? them and just eat them. Really? Okay. I, I should double check that. Don't be eating raw tuna, folks, <laughs> until you know for sure. Talk to a, a real chef, a Michelin-rated yeah. chef. Uh, I, I thought that you could eat tuna raw. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I you could probably get by on a yacht <laughs> yeah. by these types of chefs, yeah. but grocery store food, I always cook everything. Mm-hmm. So, canned tuna is always fully cooked, so that's usually what, how I like my tuna. Yeah. So, we're, we're at the episode now, if you remember, this is from the week before this last one, where um, the vibrator women are on, and they're passing it around the dinner table, passing it around the dinner table, they got this thing, and it's, you know, it's just kind of like a, a, a thing that should be maybe people think it should stay in the bedroom and then they take them off the table and then they plate their their tuna and the main guests or Jennifer is like oh my god that looks really good mm-hmm. it's pineapple it looks like some spinach maybe I could be wrong I think it was spinach and maybe one more thing in there yeah mixed with it, it looks like um, yeah spinach and spinach Spinach and spinach. <laughs> spinach and tuna. Definitely tuna. Yeah. You see that? And then there's a little bit of red cabbage, I think. Red cabbage. Or uh, red onion. One or the other. Yeah. I usually don't buy either because I'm not. But yeah, I think it's red onion because it's really tiny. So um, Captain Sandy comes in and she she comes into the galley where Mila is and says, well, I have to taste this. And she tastes it, and she says, okay. And then she walks away, so we don't know if Captain Sandy even liked it. Um, Mila looks stressed out right now. I'm sure she wishes she uh, would have um, made friends with the crew rather than making comments that really make everyone mad. Because even, I, I would be upset by that. Like, if you're if you're making comments about a particular group, and 
and you're just broad brushing them as they're all this way, then I can understand the anger. Especially from Travis. Travis was like, man, his exact words were that sh that Mila is a waste of oxygen. Mm -hmm. Or uh, uh, oxygen thief. Mm -hmm. so, Sounds like the whole cast is not really a big fan of Mila. Yeah, and you know, she didn't make friends. She didn't try to make friends. Um, she's from a rough place, and she's mentioned three times that she's from Siberia. So... It's not an easy place. I get it. There's only a few countries left where um, homosexuality is not legal. But she's working with an American and an Australian crew. And she needs to leave those comments at home. Even if she feels that way, if it's her opinion, uh, she should be smart enough to not make those kind of comments. Uh, her comments were that it's wrong for a man and another man to kiss. And that really set Travis and a couple other people off. So the other thing we have here, getting back to the culinary part of this, is they're making steaks here. And um, one of the things that they have is, uh, they have, Mila has help now. So she has a great amount of assistance in, in cooking the product. Mila is trained in uh, plating items from Le Cordon Bleu. She's not trained in cooking items. As we, as we witnessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the steaks look pretty good. So... They look like burgers at first. They look like burgers, yeah. And then they put some kind of drizzle on, like some kind of uh, meaty gravy, and I thought that was pretty cool. They keep serving stuff that I'm not a big fan of, like little red onions and asparagus, but because with asparagus, I'll eat the tip, and that's about it. I'm not yeah. a big fan of the stem part of the asparagus. Yeah. The mashed potatoes is good, but I not put asparagus on it, but it's kind of funny how they're uh, cooking stuff that I wouldn't eat, but even though I, I like food. You wouldn't eat that? Oh, you just like most of it. Okay. I would eat everything but the stem of the oh, really? asparagus. So I think that's, isn't that where most of the uh, nutrients are? In the tip of the, or in the, in the stem of the asparagus? Um, I think it's in the whole thing, all, yeah. all over the whole thing, but usually I'm getting my vegetable nutrition from like broccoli and stuff instead of Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And that steak is rare. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that she says right here is, uh, I think it's Jennifer is a primary charter guest. She says that I've been to the finest steakhouses in all the world and I would call this fine. And Captain Sandy says, oh, we can't have fine. We can't have the word that I'm sorry. And Captain Sandy says, why me? <laughs> yeah. Why me? Which I don't blame her one bit. Yeah. She's been through a lot with her life, but this is, when it's always a different stressful environment, it's hard to deal with that, even though she's had some like uh, near-death experiences, even just work stress right. can be its own thing. Yeah. A different type of stress, for sure. I'm right back. All right. I did not realize we're live. <laughs> I'm just going to read people's Facebook posts while he, before he comes back.
right, so we're into the final episode here that uh, of the spot where um, we uh, we left off before. Um, so let me check. Let me just make sure here that we um, were in the final episode because I downloaded some stuff. Let me see. Yeah, we are. We're good. So, so what do you? What are some things you notice about uh, the yacht here, Rye Guy? It's a very nice yacht. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of space to walk around. They get it's very well organized. Yeah. Um, for the uh, passengers, it's uh, looks like even despite all the stress between all the workers on the yacht, it always looks like the passenger or the customers or passengers, whatever we want to call them, uh, they're going to have a good time regardless and not really necessarily see all the drama behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. So I, I try to put myself in the shoes of those people and just know that I would have a good time regardless of all the exactly. behind the scenes stress. Exactly. That's the way I think about it too. It's just go on there, have a good time. After about a day or so, you'd forget the cameras are there. Just do your own thing. Um, one of the complaints from the people that produce this show is that there's long periods of time where nothing happens. So if nothing is happening for like hours and hours, the producers of the show will will encourage them to do something. And there have been there have been times where where they'll the producers will say, Hey, go over there, tell them tell them uh, what's going on. Or or tell tell them uh, 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 start a drama with her. Or start a drama with him, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're they're in the galley doing dishes. I get jealous when I see all those nice washer washing machines and dryers on the on the on mountain in the wall. Yeah, and then like all the nice like appliances. It just makes me jealous. I wish I could have that at home. Even on the yacht, like like even though they're a little bit compact. Yeah. Like, as opposed to what I have at home, I have some like older Whirlpool brand like washer and dryer, which gets the job done, but it's. Not as nice as all the nice stuff on here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's high class. These are multi-million dollar yachts. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is at night here. We're looking at the night scene of Sirocco. And the boat has these lights that shine into the water. And it looks so cool. It looks like some James Cameron thing where uh, they're, like, launching a submarine in the water. But it's just... It's just kind of like for show, like if, if people want to swim at night, they have these lights that cast into the water and it's so serene and it's like, that would be great. I think uh, when they give them a discount to be on the show, it's cool, but um, the people, I, I think if I chartered a yacht and I spent $200,000 plus, I think I'd be doing things nonstop and I'd be like, listen, I can sleep later. I don't, I don't need to go to bed. I'm going to party, have a good time, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it seems like the charter guests sleep a lot too, and they always sleep in. They're always like, I want my breakfast at 6 a.m. And then they don't wake up till 10. Yeah. <laughs> That's me Saturday morning sometimes after a long work week. Yeah. Because especially after 4th of July, I, my feet were just 
I was feeling it after being on my feet. Oh, like, and just having a blast, just running around, running around in somebody's yard, just having a good time. And yeah. I was like, I'm going to sleep good tonight with, I, how, with how exhausted my feet are. I saw those those pictures. You posted some good pictures in Instagram. Yep. Dogs having a good time. That was cool. Yeah, I was playing this game called Can Jam, where um, you're throwing a frisbee back and forth to each other, but you have to have the other, your partner, like, alley-oop it back in to get a certain amount of points, or they have to hit it and hit a the side of the barrel to get like a point right so i was making some like vintage 1989 dennis rodman like stunts and just like jumping to get it and it, it paid off a few times that's good it's called can jam can jam can jam and when i first heard it i thought oh my friends are bringing like a uh, mason jar homemade j- jam <laughs> right which sounds good i want to do that hell yeah maybe we'll do that next time next time you come hang out we'll do it or i visit you where you're at yeah Otherwise, we were playing bags, and I was kicking people's butt. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's the word on the street. Tell me tell me what happened with oh, that. Oh, that looks good, that platter. What was that? That fruit and veggie platter. Yeah. I think veggie. It looked like a... Sausage, bacon, scrambled oh, eggs. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the part that's inspiring me to cook, is because I have yeah. all these uh, recipes. I'll tell you what, you have full permission to be my personal yacht chef as soon as I acquire the yacht. How does that sound? That sounds good. <laughs> Get yourself a deal. Yeah. All right. So I was premature when I said that she moved the stuff because it didn't happen until a little bit later on. But uh, at this episode right here is where they're making pancakes and um, Hannah is starting to really lose it. She hits the, the, the level where it's like, uh-uh, we can't do this anymore. Um, she's making Aunt Jemima pancakes, and when you're a chef on a yacht, you should be able to make your own batter. That's just a given. Mm-hmm. I make my own batter at home, too, and I'm watching what's in their skillet, and I think I do a much better job than them. Yeah. I make homemade, like, banana protein pancakes, and it's way more depth. Do you cut the it. bananas into the pancake? I, I mash them. Mash Okay. I was going to say, because I'm, I'm trying to imagine it like chocolate chips... But when you make the banana pancakes, you mash them up, and then and then they go right into the batter? Yeah, they go in a batter. I have, like, a mixer, like, KitchenAid mixer, and yeah. just blend it all. And then, uh, I'll see it. Now I see the Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima. Maple syrup, and now I'm thinking of that dream I had. Tell me about your dream one more time. What happened with your dream? Well, I dreamed I... Well, in real life, I bought the... Pure maple syrup, but then I dreamed that I bought that instead. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't buy Aunt Jemima brand. Now I gotta have all the not so good ingredients. Oh, man. I just prefer pure maple syrup. Yeah. Maple syrup, you gotta be really scrutinizing it, you know? Yeah. You gotta get the good stuff. You can't just you can't just get like the the bizquick syrup, whatever it's called. You gotta go for the good stuff. Yeah, that's what I like at least. 